Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. Today I'm back down at the Motor Point Arena and we will be going over McFly. Now, if you don't know who McFly is, where have you been? Everyone knows who McFly is. But if not, I'll give a bit of background on him. So McFly are an English pop band formed in London in 2003. The band took their name from the Back to the Future character Marty McFly. McFly, hello, hello, butthead. Anyways, I digress. The band consists of Tom Fletcher on lead vocals and guitar and piano, Danny Jones lead vocals, harmonica and guitar, Dougie Pontier bass guitar vocals and Harry Judd on drums. They are signed to Island Records from their 2004 launch until December 2007 before creating their own label, Super Records. McFly rose to fame after fellow band Busted, with whom they later formed Muck Busted, helped launch them by inviting them to tour in 2004. In 2005, they won the Brit Awards for Best British Pop Act. McFly's debut album, Room on the Third Floor, debuted at number one in the UK album chart and is certified as double platinum. Wow, that is a lot. This led them to becoming known as the youngest band ever to have an album debuted at number one, a title taken from the Beatles. A month after the album was released, the band had their first UK headlining tour. The band's second album, Wonderland, which was released in 2005, also charted at number one in the UK, making it the youngest band to have topped the UK album chart twice. The third album, Motion in the Ocean, was released on the 6th of November in 2006 and charted at number six in the UK. McFly released their all-time greatest hits compilation album in November 2007, which charted at number four in the UK. The band's fourth studio album, Radioactive was given away for free as a supplement in the mail on Sunday on the 20th of July 2008 before being released in the conventional manner via physical release on 2nd September 2008. Their fifth album, Above the Noise, was released in November 2010 and charted at number 20. As of 2016, McFly have had 18 consecutive UK Top 20 singles seven of which reached number one in the UK singles chart, and seven of which were consecutive top ten singles. According to the British Phonographic Industry, McFly has been certified for two million albums and 1.8 million singles in the UK alone, and more than 10 million records worldwide. That is a phenomenal amount. In 2006, McFly appeared as themselves in the film Just My Luck, starring Lindsay Lohan and Chris Pine. They released a US album, Just My Luck, which was also used as the film's soundtrack. They have also performed at various charity projects such as Comic Relief, Children in Need, Live 8, Sports Relief and Earth Hour. In November 2013, it was announced that McFly would be joining forces with Busted to form the supergroup McBusted. They played a 34-day tour with both Busted and McFly songs. The only member of the original group not to participate in the new lineup was former Busted singer Charlie Simpson. 
After Simpsons returned to Boston in November 2015, McFly made a return and sold out their anthology tour in September 2016. After that, the band took an indefinite hiatus with their Twitter account confirming that the boys were focusing on solo projects in 2018. In 2019, Pointer confirmed via a podcast that the band will be reforming that year with a new album and tour. In September, the band announced a new album of previously unreleased material and a concert in the OT Arena in November 2019, followed by a 2020 Comeback Arena tour, which got postponed until now because of the old Coroni. Wow. So, their studio albums, Room on the Third Floor was 2004, Wonderland 2005, Motion in the Ocean 2006, Radioactive 2008, Above the Noise 2010, Young Dumb Thrills in 2020. They've got a good selection of albums and I, I just can't believe the stats of their uh, album sales. That's, that's insane. Well, moving on, let's see what dates they've got. So you've got today at the Motor Point Arena, which is Thursday the 16th of September. Then on Saturday the 18th of September, they're at the SSE Arena in Wembley, London. Then Sunday the 19th of September, they are at uh, Results World Arena in Birmingham. Then on Tuesday the 21st of September, they're at Utila Arena in Newcastle, formerly known as the Metro Radio Arena. Wednesday the 22nd of September, they're at the First Direct Arena in Leeds. Thursday the 23rd of September, they're at the AO Arena, formerly the Manchester Arena. Sunday the 26th of September, they're at the SSE Hydra in Glasgow. And on Tuesday the 28th of September, they're at the M&S Bank Arena, formerly known as the Echo Arena in Liverpool. Wednesday the 29th of September, they're at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. Nottingham, not Cardiff, which used to be the Capital FM Arena. And then on Sunday the 21st of November, they're at the O2 in London. Now that's a nice selection of venues there. There are tickets going for each of the shows at the time of this recording. Now... Now we've had a bit of background and we know where they're going to be. Let's see what the crowd are saying as they go into the arena. Hello, I'm down at the Motor Point Arena having a look at McFly. So today, what do I see outside the Motor Point Arena? We have one, two, three trucks outside. Three tour buses, double-decker tour buses. And in the compound you've got another one, two, three, four, five six trucks and another tour bus that's a big show so a nine truck show and four tour buses double decker and this is the largest show i've been near well since before the pandemic so nearly two years i'm looking forward to seeing exactly what it's like on the inside how big their stage is if they've got a specialist stage or even if they've cut back. Well, I don't, I don't think they've cut back. If it's a nine, uh, if it's a nine truck show, there's definitely no cut back on it. They've thrown money at it, and that I can tell you before I've even seen it. So I'm currently looking at the stage in the arena at the moment. It's half built, but it's looking pretty impressive um, for a stage at the moment. Now I've seen this uh, set up before with McFly and they love this setup and they have it every time as far as I'm aware so that is the house stage 
that's built uh, that's built where it normally is and I've got this massive half circle that comes away from the stage and has a nice little fun zone for uh, the higher tiered ticket holders so you've got three tiers of tickets in today's uh, event you have the uh, early doors so people get to come in and get to the front early then you've got the soundcheck party which is the people that are allowed inside this ring so that's good uh, they got that back and I guess that proves really popular for them as uh, they always have this setup also in today's event they have a B stage as well well technically it's a C stage because I would call the uh, walkway the B stage but no on paper it is the B stage and that's right by the mixer at the other side of the arena it's a small stage with a nice little small uh, lighting rig just next to the mixer I say next to it, it's right in front of the mixer which is still half built but that stage is uh, set up and that will be uh, surrounded by mojo now if you don't want, if you don't know what mojo is it's the crush barriers that are so heavy you, no one can get through unless you jump over and then you're gonna have security just grab you by the uh, neck and choke slam you and get and uh, slam you down no they don't do that not anymore maybe in the uh, 80s and 90s but not in uh, the 2020s that would not be allowed to happen they'll just pick you up nicely and say oi out you go and if you protest they will then eject you from the venue <laughs> but this stage is looking pretty impressive they've got this giant pink teddy bear that they're building at the moment and he is sat right at the back of the stage center so uh, in uh, theatre terms upstage center they've got video screens uh, either side of the stage right at the very back of the stage you've got two video screens which are set, which are now set at height the uh, stage left screen is currently not working but that's because they're uh, constructing stuff around it so that'll get switched on when it's ready and stage left is ready to go so when I say stage left and stage right it's from the perspective of looking out from the stage so if you didn't know this if you're looking at a gig from the arena floor and you're looking at the stage your left is their right and that is known as stage right your right is known as stage left only people that's been in live entertainment would know that now you guys that listen that are not in entertainment would know that so something you learn something new every day i guess currently you can probably hear that beeping and that motor noise that's the uh, main picker going to the other side of the uh, arena towards the dock door so it's probably going to rig the last little bit and then they're going to uh, get rid of it we'll be back after this if you're a band member or an artist dancer singer actor street performer and you're listening to this and you'd like to talk to us on our show about your uh, latest gig or your album release on uh, digital media or even uh, want to talk to us about a student show how about dropping us an email on musterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on our show and we're back so at the moment the stage is near enough complete the uh, circular walkway is all installed just waiting for them to drape it up and there are a shed load of uh, pyro I say pyro it's confetti cannons lots of CO2 powered confetti cannons there is one what 
One, two, three, four, five, six. There's eight of those on the circular part of the stage. That'll be a lot of fun for those poor cleaners to clean it later on because there is another show tomorrow. That's Elbow. So if you're an Elbow fan or even uh, you're just curious, come and listen to that one and uh, and see what stuff you can learn. Anyways, let's get back to uh, McFly and their stage is pretty much all set up. At the moment, they're just uh, putting in the drum kit. All the uh, hanging and stacked cases for aesthetics, they're all up. And that pink teddy bear, that very garishly bright pink teddy bear is all up standing with his arms and legs and looking all proud and tall. Well, he's taller than the lighting rig in uh, certain parts of it because uh, the Metal Point Arena is actually quite a small arena. On other stages, the uh, lighting rig would be taller than the bear, but this one, it's just one of those things you have to go with because that's just the height of the roof. You can't go higher than that, really. And uh, they they got a bit lucky because it only just about fits in. You've got you've only got like two meters of clearance between the bear and the furthest back high bar, which then goes straight onto the walkway above. So not much space in there and they just about got away with it. It does look a bit squashing on the stage at the Motor Point Arena, but it's still fun, it's still visual, and it will not really lose too much impact. If you compare the uh, Motor Point Arena to other arenas, you would actually see a stark difference because of the different heights, so it will have more of an effect. But still, even though it's a bit squashed down, it will have an amazing effect in the Motor Point Arena. This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30 years since they came. 30 years? No! They took my child! 30 years? I'm gonna kill you. No! It's been 30 years since they came. The links are in the description. And we're back. So currently the build is near enough complete. They just got to put the uh, pit barriers in, the um, Mojo, which is a particular make of the pit barrier. They have to put the pit barriers in on both the A and B stage. They've just done a systems check on the uh, automation. So they're using a Kinesis system, which gives part of their uh, lighting rig the ability to move up and down and pan and tilt. And, um, also, the uh, screens on stage, they, uh, they, track, they track stage left to stage right to act as a uh, doorway to block the teddy bear, which also comes out on the automation system. A few moments later. And we're back. Now the stage is all set ready to go and they've just let the first bunch of uh, fans in because they paid a special premium to be able to get into the fun zone within this circle and they get they paid for the privilege to be able to see the sound check now I'm not allowed to play any of the sound check because they are uh, playing live so as you can tell the band's starting up and uh, we'll be back after this warning this podcast contains strong offensive and misogynistic language that some listeners may find offensive the name's Vert Percival Reginald Vert and I run the P-Vert Detective Agency. 
The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. New episodes every Wednesday. The links are in the description. And we're back. So now we've got everyone's sound checked. We've got McFly completely sound checked and their support band Chinchilla sound checked, ready to go. So yeah, I don't know anything about Chinchilla. Now, I heard a little bit of their sound check and they did sound pretty okay. So I need to find out a little bit more about Chinchilla, but other than that, sounded okay. Now we've just about opened up the doors for the early ticket holders, for the Golden Circle Fun Zone as well as early sit-ins. And wow, there was such a crush of people running as fast as they physically could so they could take their positions up against the crush barriers in, it, in both the uh, fun zone of the Golden Circle as well as the general front stage area. I've not seen that in a very long time, not since well before COVID. But it just does seem like we're heading back towards normality and I like it, I really do. A few moments later, Chinchillas have a small proportion of the stage. They've got two and a half meters depth, but they've got the whole length of the stage. And uh, there is a nice black silky kabuki up, which is reacting lovely with the lights that they've been given. And that's the crowd uh, being loud and thanking them. So the crowd could be a lot more louder, but they're not bad. I have to say, Chinchilla are not too bad, but they're not the most amazing. Definitely good for a support band. A few moments later. After Chinchilla's set was finished, uh, they were, had an okay uh, applause at the end. It could have been so much better with the amount of people that was in the audience. And uh, I mean, we're talking at the moment, at this precise moment, close to uh, 5,000 maybe approaching a 6,000 uh, person mark. They didn't get the applause I would have expected from that amount, from that volume of people. But that's just how it is, unfortunately. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And from the uh, show perspective, they ended up uh, using their own uh, their own floodlights to light the house and stay completely independent from the house systems, which sometimes people uh, like to do. Other people just want the house systems because uh, so, it has a nice distinction between the two parts of the show. The crowd is totally buzzing with activity at the moment. They, they're loving this atmosphere. Even though uh, the uh, warm-up set wasn't the best of atmospheres, but there is definitely an atmosphere on this dance floor. There's currently 500 people allowance in the Golden Circle, and there are a few uh, spaces in there, that's fine. And the main part of the crowd, oh my God, that's just a massive sea of people. You can't see any space on the floor which is a good thing. It's been a long time since I've seen a crowd like this. A few moments later. And we're back. Wow, what a show that was. I'm not, I have to say, I'm not a fan of McFly, but you have to hand it to them. They were excellent showmen. The reason why I don't like McFly is um, they're just not my style of music. That's it. There's nothing wrong with how they play. They play really goddamn well, and uh, the and the energy that they were feeding the audience was phenomenal. So the show starts off with a, a nice bit of VT, 
and the VT is of a pink bear who's activating a few systems and whatnot and then he accidentally hits YMCA hits the stop button presses another button and starts the show interesting it looked good and uh, yeah it was relatively funny I suppose I actually enjoyed that bit of ET and the show started off with pyrotechnics started off really loud and proud and the best thing is everyone enjoyed it absolutely everyone as soon as McFly started the house was near enough full and the crowd wow what can I say about the crowd it was jam-packed I mean absolutely jammed the first time since before the age of Covid the arena was absolutely heaving with people and I enjoyed it I really did enjoy the fact that people had come back there wasn't much dropout out of six and a half thousand tickets sold there's something ridiculous like 50 dropouts people have their reasons to drop out and I'm not really going to go into it but the reasons are the reasons throughout the entire performance McFly held their energy and it felt to me that the band were feeding off the energy that the crowd was feeding them with there was just a big symbiotic relationship between McFly and the crowd and they all fed off of each other and it worked it really did work well as I was walking through the crowd at one point during the show I could see everyone bouncing everyone bouncing up and down in time with the music and it was a great sight a real great sight to see something like that it's a long time coming and it just needed to be seen once more about halfway into the set McFly moved into the B stage there was a nice bit of VT which led McFly onto the B stage the first time I've ever seen something of it so on the small B stage you had a microphone just on the floor and as soon as he got onto the stage the microphone was raised up in the air it had a vibrant red LED rope around it which went all the way up to the uh, grid and when I say vibrant and LED it wasn't like a cheap rope light I mean it was like a proper full scale top level LED with solid colour it looked like a lightsaber well I say lightsaber more like a lightsaber style whip and as he's moving around singing down that singing in this flown microphone it's whipping around and having such a great effect visually that was a piece of visually that was a masterpiece it looks really awesome and I can imagine that it, had I been a fan of McFly it would have enhanced my perception of the show if I was a fan of McFly was the uh, ticket price value for money yes it was would I have paid the extra to get there early no I wouldn't would I have paid the extra money to get there early and be in the fun zone in their golden circle 500 people maximum in that special prioritized pit area just so you could be closer to the band personally I wouldn't do that people would that's fine 
if you have the money to spend on doing something like that, why not? But I personally wouldn't be doing that. It's like an extra hundred quid, I believe. But don't quote me on that. And in conclusion, the show was a massive, roaring success. Everyone enjoyed it. McFly enjoyed it. The crowd enjoyed it. The sponsors enjoyed it. You had people of all ages. And McFly, at this point, their career has been 18 years long. So that's pretty much a long time for a uh, band that's still writing songs and still performing live. You get a lot of uh, bands that don't even last half of that and they still hold the crowd, they still command the crowd and they still draw a solid audience. As someone who's not particularly a fan of McFly, what would I rate this show? I'd give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 purely for the fact that if you were a fan, you would not be let down. Visually, masterpiece. The sound. Now here's the thing about the sound. There's a slight little, there was a slight bit of feedback halfway through, but that was from the uh, B stage microphone. Now, with that, that would be really difficult to not get feedback on the on that microphone. It's a uh, old school metal head and you've got the line arrays from the main stage that are blasting out sound which is which basically uh, calls some of that feedback. Yes there are ways to limit and even near enough eradicate feedback by using all the compressors and systems within the sound desk by eliminating frequencies many different ways but notoriously difficult but they did really well especially with the challenge especially with having the position of that microphone where if you look directly at the stage both line arrays from stage left and stage right would just hit into that microphone so that sound engineer well done to him he did pretty goddamn well given the circumstances and with the motor point arena being a small arena that just gives it that little bit more of a challenge whereas i would guarantee you in a big arena in a much bigger arena than the motor point arena in cardiff you'd have the space to not be in the direct line of the line arrays but hey every venue is different every venue's acoustics are different and every venue's uh, distance from the stage is different as well as their capacities but they did really well and they should be real pleased about that show it was a high quality show definitely a top ender definitely if you've enjoyed today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share and i shall catch you next time bye for now